Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Pokemon, the podcast where we talk about everything and anything Pokemon. And this finally comes around that I get a chance to talk about my first initial impressions of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. I didn't want to title it Diamond and Pearl, like, uh, review or whatever. I didn't, first of all, I did not finish the full, I guess, uh, extent of the game. I did finish the story. And I haven't really delved much into the post game. Everything I'm about to talk about is really just going to be my overall impressions of what that that section that I have played. Um, and I think there is one part of the story that I I did not complete because I thought it, the story was going to force me to go there anyway. Uh, and so I was like, oh well, I'll just come back to this later. I don't have to do this right now. And unfortunately, it did not. I, I guess I didn't realize that it wasn't part of the main story. Um, so uh, it's Iron Island, uh, and I didn't. So I didn't get my Riolu egg. I believe that's where I get Riolu. Uh, so that part I'm gonna like you know leave out of my conversation because I still haven't gone back and, and completed it. But uh, you know, I'm just gonna talk about how I felt overall about the game, the main core part of the game. And the potential of some of the things that uh, at least uh, the underground uh, and and somewhat of like, will I continue playing this game? And then maybe answer the question like, is this game worth buying? Uh, keep in mind that Diamond Pro does kind of hold, you know, a, a somewhat significant part of my life in the fact that. You know, I was in college. I was kind of out of Pokemon for a loop. I was really into Halo, and you know, I, I still am. Like Pokemon and Halo are like my top two video game franchises, and I don't think I could ever choose between the two. But uh, when I was in college, you know, I, was, I, I finally got broadband internet because that's what that was offered in my dorm room. So I was like, sweet, I'll play some Halo online. It's my first time like kind of getting online and playing with people and getting to clan invites and all this stuff. And and I, I took a step back from Pokemon without really realizing it. And then, like, my third year in college, my roommate had uh, Pokemon Pearl, and he was working on a live decks. And I, when I noticed it, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I didn't, I haven't played this game. Let me go pick this game up. And I picked up Pokemon Diamond, and I played it. And then he helped me get my live decks going. And that was, like, the first game that I kind of fully completed the Pokedex and got one of every Pokemon, the live decks. And so, uh, you know, playing the remake version of it, it was very cool to kind of be like, oh, that's right. I remember this story. I remember this part. I remember going to the lakes. I remember, you know, having to fight this trainer. Um, so it was, it was very refreshing and it had, it had that nostalgic effect on me. Um, and then it did remind me of some of the parts that I also was like, oh, gosh, I figured out. I, I know now why I completely blacked this part out. Like there's so I'm going to kind of maybe somewhat compare it to my to what I remember and you know, talk about uh, just my overall impressions of, again, Brilliant Diamond. I did not play the Pro version. I did not play Shining Pro. I have it. I, I may or may not open it. I'm not completely sure. Um, but, uh, you know, I it's kind of weird that we still have these two uh, version exclusives. I'm, I'm going to kind of go on a slight, like, side tangent on here. I I get at the very beginning of this entire franchise and even kind of leading up to to a good chunk of like maybe halfway of, of, of its lifetime that we get these two version exclusives. It, it made sense that we want to connect with other people on our adventure, that we want to trade like, oh, cool. You saw Growlithe. I have a Vulpix. You you know, you don't have a Vulpix. You can't find a Vulpix here. Let's trade one over and um, and just kind of battle each other, you know, with the Pokemon that we caught on our journey. And it'd be somewhat probably it may be different just because of those version exclusives, you know, just look, hook, hooking up to those 
link cables with the Game Boys, and like I get it. It, it, it sold well. The idea was was done very well. The concept was great, but nowadays. You can kind of do everything on your own. You don't necessarily need a partner or or a friend or anything to really trade or do anything. Like, besides, like let's let's kind of slightly exclude this remake right now. But you have Pokemon Home, you have Pokemon Go. You can easily trade things, catch things, and and just kind of trade them through into your version without having to get you know call a buddy and say, hey, I, I need this Pokemon. Like, you can do everything on your own, especially with the global trading service. Like. You know, uh, it, it's it's very convenient for a lot of people to complete what they need to or to get the Pokemon they need to with what's already been established. So it, it is kind of weird that we still have, you know, these, these remakes that do version exclusives when they could have easily just done like a third. Like they could have just done a remake of Platinum and Platinum would, could have had everything. But I... I don't know. Do I want them to continue? Do I, do I want them to stop? Like, I... I would want to say that if we are going to continue to have version exclusives, I want there to, I want them to start adding exclusive story beats to these versions as opposed to just having exclusive Pokemon. Like I don't think exclusive Pokemon makes my adventure or journey uh, you know that vastly different, right? If if you take the Dialga and Palkia apart, it literally it's just the pokemon it has nothing to do with the story leading up to it because it does talk about its power sure maybe one is time one is space but that barely plays a part into that whole beat and i, I just it, there's there's nothing like impactful about it like there's i feel like if you had changed the story entirely maybe theme it around time versus theme it around space and I don't know, just add more visual to that or kind of maybe add like, like a, I don't know, maybe slow down time in certain areas, like make it look like it was slowing down time or in some place, if you're playing Shining Pro, like maybe, um, uh, I guess, uh, you know, go into a different world, like a very temporary, diff- like maybe the HQ of, of Galactic, uh, Team Galactic, but like the rooms were very different because you're in a different space, a different time, like kind of multiverse kind of thing. I, I hopefully you get what I'm trying to get at, but like it just, I, I need it to be more than just the Pokemon. Even if you look at Romana's Park and like look at the exclusive legendary, okay, so what? I can't get that legendary Pokemon for now. Give me a month. I'm going to get access to Pokemon Home. I can just easy just trade it into a uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl game or Brilliant Diamond game, and then that's it. I don't need to get this other version. So, I don't know. I, I I think Sword and Shield kind of started maybe that idea, hopefully, for Game Freak. Because we had a, a, a version exclusive gym leader. And then they also partake in the tournament that you, uh, that you would have to fight them again later on. And that's kind of cool because that's a whole different... Uh, a theme that's a whole different um entity there as opposed to just replacing the pokemon itself like if if that if that if that theme wasn't there if that typing wasn't there right because I'm, I'm talking about like um is it b and uh alistair uh, you could have put Alistair maybe with fighting Pokemon. That doesn't really change the game. You just changed a character, a name, really, and they still have fighting Pokemon. You're still fighting the same type. But the fact that they put a, put Alistair with ghost Pokemon, it's like, oh, now I have a different. I have I have to go into this game differently, or this gym, uh, this, yeah, this gym differently than I did B because I can't just necessarily use the same type. Maybe like it it varies. So. 
I, I want them to do more like story stuff though. Like make me go to a different route that I couldn't go in the other game. Make me face new people overall that I couldn't face in the other game. I want a different new adventure or at least a significant chunk of that adventure to be very different. I think that's what's needed for these version exclusives. Okay, I'm going to get off that soapbox a little bit. Let's talk. Let's start talking about um, Brilliant Diamond. So uh, I'll start with my positives. I'll start with the pros. Uh, it is a beautiful looking game. Like it is so much more uh, artistic, bright, um, colorful than than I I guess I initially expected. Like the chibi art style grew on me. Now I'll admit though, slightly negative here is that it doesn't really work for a lot of characters, especially some gym leaders that you meet along the way. But otherwise, just like your main character and just like the other people you interact with, it's just it's so wholesome and it's it's very cute and it just kind of puts you kind of into like a kid mode almost where it's like yeah it's like kind of watching Saturday morning cartoons like just that the art style and you're like you're really into it because you're just kind of reliving some memories. So I think it really worked well for this game. Uh, the water is gorgeous. Like I. I don't understand. Sometimes it's actually, it's so weird to see it because the water effects, or at least the, the texture, the visual of how they did the water in this game, it's so weird that I'm talking a lot about water. Uh, it's so, oh, it's almost surreal. It's almost so real that it doesn't even match the rest of the, the aesthetic of the game. Like, it is so good looking. And I don't understand why they couldn't really do that in other recent Pokemon games I don't know it's just it's a little weird for me it seems a little off but um otherwise like everything just looks great the trainers whether they're still images or not like they just they look crisp the Pokemon look magnificent the the attacks look pretty clean like everything visually is a 10 out of 10 here there is not a single thing visually that is an eyesore that I just hated like like it's just like it, it never like bothered me at all. Like I could not complain a single thing about it, the game visually. So that they knocked it out of the park with that, uh, and and v- it was very consistent. Again, couple of characters really weird to see them in chibi form or whatever that that form that art style is called. But I mean, it's not like the end of the world. It doesn't. It's like you 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 kind of react to it initially the first time for like a few seconds, and then you just kind of forget it, and then you go over and you continue on. Okay, now. The, uh, the, 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 I'm going to, I guess another possible would be the Cynthia battle. So good. So, so much harder than, than I recall, because I get that Cynthia for, you know, the Pokemon community has been like a very significant challenge. And for a lot of people, it was a very hard challenge. I don't remember having a difficult time with Cynthia that never stuck to me. I, I don't recall like having to use so many revives or full restores or restarting the game over and over again. I, I don't recall that. This one, though, I really sweated. Like, I, I think it only took me like my third or fourth time to finally beat her. But I just I really had to think ahead of my moves and how I wanted to use them. And like, for instance, I used a low punny, a level 50 something low punny with baby doll eyes. I used baby doll eyes three times. Never knew that move existed until my low punny learned it. And I kept it. I was like, yeah, sure. I'll leave it on. There's a fairy type move. Why not? 
Uh, and then when I read it, I was like, oh, this might come in handy. But I read it like when I was going through the Elite Four. So I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was convenient. And it helped. It came in clutch a couple times. So that that battle, I think if it doesn't recreate that same nostalgic memory for you, because it didn't for me, I think it actually makes it even more impactful. Like this, it's like now I'm going to remember Cynthia. It's like, oh, man, you, you gave me a run for my money. Like... This battle was really good, and I found out later on that uh, you know after I beat the game that you that all these gym uh, no the elite four, including Cynthia are all uh, you know perfect like they're battle they're competitive ready and I'm like oh crap really like like max out IVs or EVs or whatever and they have particular moves to help them like man that's intense like and it it felt good like the the elite four and and Cynthia felt good to battle. And and it was challenging, and, and I like that. I like that experience. Um, so you know, they again, they get uh, ten out of ten for for doing the the finale of the game very 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 well. Uh, what else can I say that's positive about the game? Um, I think unfortunately that's where it sticks with me. And the story is the same. They didn't really change anything much about the story. Um, so there's nothing really significant there, you know, looking, you know, when I was going through it again, I was like, oh, this is kind of, it's so weird that the story is a little, um, uh, has some pacing problems, I guess I'm going to say. And, uh, and so there's, there's nothing really outstanding for me in, in the story parts of it. I, I think that's, that's where I'm going to end my positive is the visual and then the finale with the Elite Four and Cynthia. Hopefully, I'll come up with some others along the way. I mean, the Pokemon look great, and I kind of already me- uh, mentioned that with the visuals. Um, the contests are fun. Uh, I kind of enjoy doing the contest uh, in in this remake than I do recall, you know, doing in, in the initial uh, game uh, in regular Diamond. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is there. That's going to be pretty much it. So, unfortunately, I do have. I guess, uh, you know, a couple more negatives than anything. Um, the gym leaders are still kind of forgettable in their battles. Uh, I can't really tell you in detail one, like, whole team. Um, the problem is, and this is not just a gym leader issue, this is just a trainer issue. They use the same Pokemon over and over and over and over and over again. So many Geodudes, so many Ponytots, so many Zubats, so many this, uh, Bidoofs, Magikarps, Goldings, Poliwags. I just got tired of just wanting to battle. One, mainly because they were just repeating the same Pokemon. Like, you don't need six Magikarps. You don't need three Geodudes and a Graveler. Like tough like shake it up a bit like throw in an onyx like you have so like what at that point 400 something pokemon use some variety like i i kind of don't understand like i get maybe the whole faithful remake concept they're like oh we don't want to change a single thing i guarantee you that that six uh magikarp trainer please you could have thrown him at least a golding in there somewhere and he would have been more uh you know mem uh remembering oh what's the word i'm looking for he would have been more memorable than any other trainer like oh god it was just agonizing to see like i love pokemon i love ponyta but this game almost made me want to hate ponyta just because i saw it so many times and there's no challenge in that 
It's like if I know you got six Magikarps or five Geodudes, I'm just going to spam the same attack every time. Like, I don't know. It's just, I really wish they had taken their time, the Ilka, right, the developers of this one, could have taken their time to kind of refresh the game a little bit more and then just, like, instead of doing a complete, you know, copy one-to-one on everything. Which then brings me to to my next kind of complaint is that the trainers, there are so many trainer battles not enjoy like we're t- if i was complaining about the repeatable pokemon think about how many trainers have also so many repeatable pokemon it is just agonizing <laughs> i'm gonna use that word again it's just and it's frustrating because you know i get off a battle that has six magikarp i go into another battle it's got four magikarp I go to the battle to that now we got four magikarp and a golding oh way to go spice it up a bit but then the next trainer you got like two golding it's like come on like you where's all the gen 4 gen 3 gen 2 pokemon i know there's more pokemon here than just a kanto pokemon but they they didn't do anything to to make it interesting and as I, I unfortunately for me like i'm the kind of player that has to play against everybody that i see I do not remember feeling this way for Sword and Shield. I do not remember feeling this way for Sun and Moon. Like, I was I was fine. Yeah, let's go st- straight talk to them. Let's go battle them. Let's go do this. This one, I was like, oh, God, I really just want to skip this part. Like, I, I see the route. I can go around there, and I can do that. I can do this. But I know I'm gonna not going to get my levels if I don't battle. So I, I had to, like, really force myself to do a lot of those battles. And it almost made... Like, I, I could have beaten the game sooner, which would allow me to get to the post game sooner. But like after two, like after an hour of straight battling, you know, you go to two routes and, and it's just all battles. I just, I don't know. I, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to take a break from this game. I can't do it. Like I'm putting it down. I'm going to go play something else because I just, I don't want to do the battles anymore. It's sad that a Pokemon game does not encourage me or does not motivate me personally to do any more battles it discourages me too so unfortunately they kind of uh you know did not they didn't they didn't they did not hit it with that uh part of the the game um walking pokemon the you know they're walking behind you is great to have that uh you know i think that's always like a feature that everyone always loves to have that every pokemon fan wants in the next pokemon game but it's just it's so like it's so bland there's nothing i don't know it just doesn't seem like there's a lot of life into it and sword and shield i think was a little bit better um and i i think kind of the part of the reason also was that they had a lot more free space to kind of roam around the, the but with brilliant diamond there's a lot of like going through corners and hallways and ledges and your pokemon just get stuck and it's like, well, I saw you for two seconds. You're back in your Pokeball. Oh, here you go. What? But I'm turning a corner. You're going back into your Pokeball. Like, it was just, why do we even have following Pokemon anymore? And then it would get in your way, too. Like, I thought it would be like, oh, I'm going to go back and just kind of go through. Or maybe just the Pokemon would just automatically switch spots with me or something. But nope, nope. They're just, they're like a wall just blocking you. And you got to push through them. You got to push them back, push them back until they finally cave in and go back into your Pokeball. Like, I don't know. It, it just seemed like they kind of tagged it on and was like, yeah, yeah, we definitely have to have this in there. And then that's it. They didn't really do anything to polish it. I think Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee probably had the best kind of form of, of Pokemon walking. Each Pokemon had its different um, unique walk set. 
Now, to be fair, they only had to deal with, like, still only a third of the Pokedex, but it was just, you know, I, I could have been okay without that feature in this one. Which then, also, kind of on the same topic, you as your main character walking around is so rough like i get it we got the 2d you know sprites almost just becoming 3d that's it that's all you did was just kind of moved it to 3d but it was just i i i would be like maybe a block away from a corner but i would still get stuck because it registers me as still you know hitting that corner so it, it was just very hard to navigate through tunnels through certain like narrow routes and again, it was very frustrating. Add that on with the Pokemon trainer battles, and and it was just like, yep, I'm done with this game. Like I, I forced myself to get through the story. I really did. And and I, unfortunately, that's not what I like out of my experience with a Pokemon game. Did I still enjoy playing Brilliant Diamond? Mostly, yes. But it's, it, I guess this comes down to my next question of. Would I recommend this game? I think if you're looking for strictly the nostalgia trip of, you know, Gen 4 was your very first generation, was your very first Pokemon games, and you fell in love with that, by all means, go for the remake. Play it. You'll have that same exact feeling. But I think if you're looking for a new sort of feel to the game, a new experience, something very refreshing... You might not get what you're asking for, at least when it comes to the main story. Now, I did mention I did do a, a Pokemon uh, contest, which it was fun. It was more fun than I remember it. Um, so if Pokemon contest were your thing, you know, you could maybe get a, a kick out of that. If we talk a little bit about the underground, uh, I, I'm not, I just, I, I don't want to say I don't care for the underground, it's just, I guess, my my time is just more fast-paced, and it just doesn't allow me time to enjoy the underground as it should. They did, obviously, spice it up with the open areas um, where you get to encounter, you know, kind of, not necessarily harder Pokemon, but just Pokemon that you wouldn't encounter out in the wild. And the rooms are pretty cool. I like the settings. I like that there's overworld Pokemon. But, you know, I, I don't have the time to just sit down and, and run through a lot of that stuff. Uh you know, I don't feel like searching for a lot of diglets. I don't feel like searching for fossils and doing the hammer thing. It's just, it is just not me. I haven't, I haven't really, to be honest, to be completely honest, I have not created my own secret base. I haven't done that yet. I haven't claimed my, my, um, uh, Sinnoh starter statues that they're, you know, the Pokemon company had sent out through a mystery gift. So, you know, the underground, I think they've, they've definitely changed it up and refreshed it with the open areas. But at the end of the day, still kind of digging for shards and, and fossils and whatnot just isn't, I don't know, this doesn't sound like the most exciting thing for me. And it's not something that I'm wanting to pursue uh, initially. Like, I definitely want to do this. No, it's more like I'll kind of get to it when I get to it. Um, And I think that's pretty much it. That's all I can really say about my initial impressions of Diamond and Pearl. Um, is it worth the 60 bucks? That's a very hard judgment call to make. I think it kind of still goes in time, uh, hand in hand with the other question of, you know, should I get this game? Uh, again, if you're looking for that nostalgia trip, do it. Otherwise, I think if you, you know, if you haven't picked up Sword and Shield, pick up that game instead. Or, you know, if you're waiting for Arceus, you know, just save your money until then and, and get Arceus. Like, I think there are other 
venues that you can you know venture forth when it comes to Pokemon rather than going back to a a remake um that I think I just think that was not done as well as it could have oh which reminds me another con the Poketch like there's no back button to that thing so like I still have to go through all the uh, menus and if I skip one it's like oh gotta go through them all again it's just that's another irritating thing but the thing is I never used it and I thought like oh I would have to go through the Poketch to use the HMs nope don't have to I can just go up to the rock, keep pressing A, say, yeah, I want to. And it brings out the Bibero and, and it does the strength or the surf or whatever. Like, you don't need your Poketch, which is a shame. Like, I would think that if you're going to revive that feature, make it more involved than just, yeah, remember this from Gen 4? It's still there. It's there in the corner. But you can put it away if you want. I, I don't remember... I don't. I, I. I. think it was less than a handful of times that I actually had the Poketch app out, so that was a little bit disappointing as well. Um, you know, it, like I said, I still kind of enjoyed the game for what it was, for the visuals of it. It was fun again to see a lot of Sinnoh Pokemon, um, some Pokemon getting spotlights that normally wouldn't. Uh, so you know, and, and the whole Elite Four experience was really, really good. Um, so I wouldn't mind go, having to go through them again, which I think you can, and that there's a different experience there. So, uh, you know, that, you know, gives brownie points for me. So I did enjoy that part. Otherwise, you know, I wasn't in a rush to go back and play this game. Like, I could go back and complete the Pokedex. You know, I like kind of doing, you know, going through the Pokedex, looking where an area where I can catch it, and then trying to catch it there, and then trade in whatever else I'm missing. But, you know, I, I'm playing Halo right now. I'm playing Pokemon Unite still, and... I just think my time can be spent better in other games than Brilliant Diamond. Um, so I don't know if people are looking for like a number rating. Um, if you want one out of 10, I'd probably give this a 7. Like just at least a solid 7. Um, I, I don't think they refreshed this game as much as they could have. I think it was just literally just a visual art style change, an aesthetic change, rather than let's change up, you know, some, uh, most of the story beats. Let's change up most of the, the, the game mechanics. You know, sure, they did Elite Four. Maybe they felt like they had to, but I wish they kind of did that to, or that same concept that's changing it up to a, a lot of different areas in the game. Well, that's how I feel about it. So take it for what you will. Again, that is just my experience. I'm sure your experience. If you have a lot more positives to say, please, by all means, uh, share it with me down in your comment section or email it to me or tweet it out to me, whatever the case may be. Um, you know, I, I would love to hear it. I would love to read it. Uh, so I just kind of wish my... I, I, it's just Gen 4 wasn't my first initial game, so I don't have that same, you know, uh, emotions that, you know, people that did start off with Gen 4 did. Okay. Well, we'll wrap it up there. And I know this is another short episode. And I know you haven't heard from me in a couple of weeks. Happy belated Thanksgiving, by the way. Um, obviously, with family around, couldn't do it that week. Uh, and then just another week went by where I got, I got really busy with a lot of things. And, you know, I am i don't want to keep making this excuse of I'm still need to podcasting, blah, 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 whatever. I do want to get better at this. I still do want to build some more consistency. Um, but I really, I think me having these episodes out initially starting it this year was a good eye-opener for me and on how I wanted to kind of approach things in the future so you know moving forward into 2022 
Um, I am planning out certain things that I kind of maybe, you know, do a new outline, uh, do new sort of uh, a purpose for uh, this podcast. You know, I, I kind of want to try new things. And so for me to kind of break out of my comfort shell to even do these episodes, uh, I, I, you know, that I think that's, that's rewarding enough for me. And I'm sorry if that doesn't, you know, I, I know these podcasts are supposed to be for you guys and to, to listen to us and, you know, you want to hear our takes and everything. And I promise you that I, I will get to that point. But for, for me, um, you know, being really shy and, and don't think that anyone really wants to hear my opinions and, and seeing the numbers that come in and, and people listening to me, I think for me, it, this was a big step for me. And, uh, and, and I can't wait to keep walking forward with this moving into 2022 and, and definitely, you know, be more, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, just kind of make this more meaningful for a lot more people than just me kind of, uh, you know, having to use this as sort of some sort of like voice platform to, to kind of vent out what I want to say. I, and I think probably that might be the route I want to go. I, I think I like taking just little bits of Pokemon content and just kind of talking my general thoughts. I, I kind of like to think that I'm just the average Joe and, you know, most of you out there are the average Joe, right? You're not in, you know, you don't have like a, a full uh, time streaming job, right? You just have a typical standard job, whether it be office or your teacher or whatever. And so, you know, someone who's in the Nintendo company or someone who's, you know, got sponsorships and stuff like that, it's kind of maybe sometimes hard to trust them you know maybe initially they didn't start off that way but it sponsorships do eventually get to people like i don't have sponsorships i don't no one's reached out to me so i everything i say is just generally what how i feel about things and i think the more honest people are i think the better people feel about communicating all right i think i went into a little bit deeper than i wanted to so again ending it there let's go ahead and end it as we usually do with the pokedex trivia where i read to you a pokedex entry from any of the pokemon games for a mysterious pokemon that you have to guess now of course i do not tell you which game it's from but i do try to give you a couple hints to kind of get you to guess what the pokemon may be and to come to think of it if i did this pokemon already i apologize i really do have to kind of keep a list of um a Pokemon that I've already used. Uh, I started typing one up, but then I never finished it. So uh, again, if we've done this before, I, I, I'm very sorry, and I'll make it up in one of the later episodes because I am going to go back and backlog some of the stuff. So here we go. Here is your Pokedex entry for this episode. With quick movements, it chases down its foes, attacking relentlessly with its horns until it prevails. Now, Pokemon with horns, that does kind of narrow down the pool a bit, but this one may not be so obvious right away with that comment. Uh, this is a dual type, and it does have the hidden ability, Quick Feet. And what else can I say about it? It is a, a Stage 2 Pokemon, so it is the final evolution of a three-step evolution, or a three-step Pokemon line. Um... What else can I say? Uh, this, oh, I'm, yeah. Uh, this Pokemon has another hidden ability. So I will, I will kind of clarify this one. The Quick Feet hidden ability is in Gen 5. The, the standard hidden ability that it has is Speed Boost. 
I'm trying to think what else I could give you. I don't. I, you know, what? I think that's pretty much it. Um, this does have spots or ovals on its shell, and there's another hint for you too: a shell or exos, exoskeleton, I should say. All right, the, I'll, I'll leave the clues there. I'll read the Pokedex entry one more time, and then I'll give you what the answer is. With quick movements, it chases down its foes, attacking relentlessly with its horns until it prevails. All right, go ahead and lock in your guess. Here we go. It is none other than number 545 Scolipede, the bug and poison type Pokemon. What else is also, like, doesn't have, like, a... Every Pokemon has, like, a tagline or whatever, like, the bug Pokemon or the electric mouse Pokemon. I can't quite recall what it is, and I don't think Bulbapede has it right away but scolipede is our is our pokemon for this episode uh, i really do like scolipede and i'm trying to think why like i'm trying to think what made me kind of grow more to scolipede and i don't think it's because of pokemon masters because roxanne i think her name is roxanne has scolipede but i could have sworn i've used scolipede somewhere else but i think it's a cool design um what is it one of those like late levels uh, fine. evolves from Whirly Peace during level thirty. No, it is early because it is a bug type. Um, it it's a very cool poison Pokemon to use. I think if I had a fully poisoned Pokemon team, I would definitely want to include uh, Scolipede. Just it it seems aggressive initially, and uh, obviously I'm speaking on terms that I have not used this Pokemon really that competitive at all. So, uh, you know, be what it will. Here's some trivia. Scolipede represents November in the Unova, Unova horoscope. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot they do like these Pokemon horoscope things. Uh, despite the Scolipede and Centiscorch evolutionary families living in different parts of the Galar region, both Venipede and Scolipede's Pokedex entries speak of their hostile relationship with the latter family. That's kind of cool. I like that there's Pokemon rivalries, like you got Zangoose and Zaviper. Um, what's another one? Uh, oh, um, oh, it's leaving, it's leaving my head. Excelgore and, uh, Excelgore and Carablast, right? Because you have Shelmet and, um, and, uh, no, yeah, Shelmet and Carablast. Those are the, like, the, the basic forms. And you have Excelgore and Excavalier. That's what it is. Uh, so I, I like the fact that there, there are, you know, rivalries. It just kind of, makes it the world seem a little bit more real and that's it those are the only two uh yeah those are the only two pieces of trivia that we have um like i said overall scolipede okay in my book uh i don't know what it's shiny is like uh i almost want to say it's is it just like a red i could look up on uh Cerebi, which yeah it is just like a solid red with blue rings which does look kind of cool but all right we'll wrap it up there we'll leave it at that Thank you so much for listening on my little rambles of Pokemon Brilliant Diamond. Much appreciated. If you ever want to get a hold of me, you can reach me on social media through my Twitter and Instagram at SpartanStrike07. Uh, or you can scratch my YouTube, leave me comments on videos at uh, SpartanStrike07 as well. And, or if you want to write to me an email at uh, any given point in time, whether it's to leave feedback, uh, if you have any questions, want to give me some, a discussion point to talk about, uh, you can reach me at SpartanStrike07 at gmail.com. 
Otherwise, I will talk to you guys soon. I believe my next episode I'm going to touch on and kind of go over Pokemon Go's Season of Heritage because there's a couple of things I want to bring up about that. And yeah, that's what I'll leave for the next episode. So again, thank you guys so much for your time. Appreciate your patience. And I'll speak to you next time where we can talk about everything and anything Pokemon. (laughs) 